0: Hey everybody, it's Brandon from the Game Chat Podcast. Back in the shed for another podcast, and this week's episode is jam-packed. We start out with a big announcement and recap all the games from Super Wildcard Weekend. Then we talk about the latest news around Boise State sports and the NFL. So grab a snack, sit down, and enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Economy Fence. Looking for a beautiful, lasting way to increase your family's privacy and security and add value to your property? Visit economyfence.com to see which style of fence is right for you or visit one of our convenient showroom locations. Ecomedy Fence Center. We truly are the fencing professionals.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Game Chat Podcast. It is Tuesday, January 12th. We are back in Boise. It's good to see your guys' faces. We made it.
0: Much easier, much easier.
1: Yeah, we don't have to deal with Eli lagging. Um, or anyone lagging, for um, that matter. Rude. So we're just here. We're just chilling. Um, being Bros. It's just dudes. <laughs> just just guys that play Wii Sports a lot. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Um. I, I, I want to make that the title of the episode. Like, we got a Wii. Plus, <laughs> whatever, like, I don't know. Um. <clears throat> we have a big announcement to make. If you do not follow us on Instagram, I don't know what you're doing. Where do you find us on Instagram, Eli? <laughs> Um, I believe it's Gamechat.podcast Oh, thank you And if you are looking For us on Twitter Where would you find us On Twitter? The Game Chat Pod On that Twitter Is our socials Please follow us on there Subscribe and rate Five stars on Apple I was told that You are supposed to say that at every, In every podcast
2: Yeah, I think they Teach at podcast school Because every podcast I listen to says that so. Right,
1: and we go To podcast school Yeah So
2: well, I didn't <laughs> <laughs> we graduated. That's our big news. <laughs> we haven't taken our professional exam yet, but... <laughs>
1: um, so, big news. If you saw it on Instagram, we are doing a live show this Thursday. We're actually doing a live show every Thursday. Um, from now on, it is going to be at 3 p.m. Eastern. So, 12 noon Pacific time, 1 p.m. Mountain time. That is our time. And, yeah, we're really excited about this. I think we're going to have the ability to take callers. I'm not sure if we're going to do that on the first show because I that, like, might just be a lot to – like, I don't know. We'll try it out. If it works, I'm sure Reed will be listening. So we'll just be like, hey, Reed, call in and <laughs> we'll take your call. Um, but, yeah, so the plan until the Super Bowl is we're going to do recaps of the games on the podcast and kind of just other random stuff on the podcast like we usually do. And then we'll preview the games on the live show. Because we only have an hour for the live show. This, we have a little bit more freedom. can talk a little bit more. Um, So we'll do a preview on the live show of the divisional rounds, the championship game, and then the Super Bowl when we get there. And then after the Super Bowl, we're going to do our little, like, rebuilding series on the live show. I think right now, I, I don't know, do you guys think we'll have enough to do, like, in an hour, do you think we'll have enough to do divisions? Probably, I mean, trying to think of how It'll just depend, depth. like... Total yeah. NSC East. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what... Because I don't want to do... We it's can't do one team per yeah. Um, yeah. week. Yeah. No, you can do a division. Yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah. Um, So that's co- going to kind of be the format for the live show. And we'll just do other stuff in the live show if we get bored of doing the rebuilding. And then we'll start doing other sports besides football. You know, March Madness coming up, um, and then we'll we'll do some drafts and stuff. We got the the restart draft, we'll do rankings, kind of on the podcast side of things. So we'll just kind of, kind of what we always do on the pod, like the stuff that we like to do on the podcast, and then the live show will be like a rebuilding series, kind of like what we think teams should do um, in this offseason and in the upcoming offseason. So that's our big news, first live show Thursday, you can find it at... I, we need to make like a graphic or something. Uh, can one of YouTube? I, I can try to make it too. Because um, the guy gave me like the phone numbers to call into. So I want like, we just need like, we're live from, you know, 3 p.m. Eastern to 4 p.m. Eastern. These are the numbers to call. It's open talk radio, 313theflash.com and blogtalkradio.com. And yeah, just so we can. That, like, every time we go live, we'll just post it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, phew, yeah. post it. We're live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're live. <laughs> um, okay, so let's start recapping the games. We'll get to the news and stuff afterwards. <laughs> okay, this is where it gets serious. We're going to start with the Seahawks game. Oh, boy. Here, let me just sit back. Oh. Yeah.
0: Oh, so let me wrong. just sit back and listen.
1: Um... I've had a lot of time to kind of digest. I, I went on a walk after the um, Seahawks <laughs> game was over. I think it was just me and Eli here. When it, that's, yeah, it yeah. was. And it was
2: over, but the game was still going. It was over, but the game was still going. I feel
1: like everyone's like, <laughs> oh, Eli just backed away from the camera." <laughs> I, I texted Eli during
0: the fourth quarter, and I go, hey, where's Jack at? He's not answering his phone. He's like, Jack's on a walk. I was like, okay, I'm on <laughs> a walk. <literally just> like- <laughs>
1: yeah. I had to... I had to blow off some steam and I was like finishing an episode of the podcast or a podcast that I was listening to. And they were like talking about the, the they were like previewing the weekend games and they were like talking about the Seahawks game and I just shut it off. I was like, <laughs> ah, <no." laughs> um, Matthew, do you want to, I, I mean, I don't know where to start. Do you want what, to? Okay.
3: What? Let's just, let's start with Jared Goff and the Rams offense and comparing it to the Seahawks offense. That was kind of the big thing that was disappointing. Is the fact that you have Russell Wilson, you have all these pieces on offense, and you're getting outplayed every single drive by the backup quarterback going into the game, because John Walford, uh, first quarter, got injured, got hit in the head, was out for the game, had to go to a hospital. But in comes Jared Goff, who broke his thumb, correct, two weeks ago. Surgery. Surgery, Yeah. Wasn't expected to play, and all of a sudden he's coming in, and wide receivers are wide open, and he's just throwing the ball down fifteen yards down the field every time. At will, uh, only it was nine for nineteen, but it felt like every time the way they were <laughs> moving the ball. Um, and the defense just hung in there for a little bit, and once it kind of got to you know important plays of the game, they couldn't create a turnover, which we needed desperately. Um, and the Seahawks' offense just couldn't get anything going. They, they talk about commanding the run, and then they run the ball two yards a carry, and it's third and eight every single drive, and then it's one play and they're out. Uh, so that just felt like the entire game. I, I don't know. It's really frustrating to see that offense with how they were playing the first eight games to do a 360, a 180, I mean. Yes. And back to where we were. Uh, I, wish 180, yeah. I wish we did a 360. I wish uh, we did a 360. A 180 in the total opposite direction to play so conservative with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. When he's playing his best, Russell Wilson's one of the best quarterbacks in this league. And we've The last five weeks, I only think he was top 10, top 15. I don't yeah. know. I just It's so frustrating. That's all I got for that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, in terms of our game plan and the adjustments that we made during the game or... Severe lack of adjustments. That was one of the worst offensive games yeah. by the Se- by any team, not just the Seahawks. Especially in a playoff game that I think I've ever seen. Uh, it was just pathetic the way that we our offense. I I, I want to say move the ball, but we didn't move the ball. And then to hear like Pete Carroll's post game comments about adjustments and like how they were satisfied or something with our game plan. That was one of the most frustrating parts was hearing the coaches be like, "Yeah, I mean, we thought we made good adjustments in this game." And it was like, "Are you kidding me?" That that was really frustrating to me. Our defense played great. Yeah. Um you can't ask for much more than the way our defense played. The time of possession is no defense is going to to hold a team to zero points or however many the Seahawks scored 20. So no defense is going to do that when they don't, when they're on the field as often as the Seahawks were. And as, you know, physical, I mean, Cam Akers ran really well. He's a, he is a guy who's been surging. There's a lot of rookie running backs. This is kind of a tangent, but that surged to kind of the last half of the season. But their offensive line, you know, played good. You can't ask for much more than our defense. They They were pretty good on third downs, I thought, got off the field. A fair amount, and then our offense on the other side was started 0 for 8 on third downs. You cannot win a game if you go 0 for yeah. 8 on third downs. Um, so, you know, there's a I kind of want to get Brandon and Eli's thoughts on this. There's a growing not belief, but like I don't know the right word. Trend I, people are asking for Pete, maybe it's time for Pete to go. and that might sound a little bit, like, harsh for Seahawks fans to hear. Because I think there's kind of a divide. There's some people that think it is time. There's some people that don't. And recently, he just said that they're bringing Schottenheimer back and they need to run the ball more effectively and more frequently next season. Which pisses They said me that off.
3: last season. I don't... Yeah.
1: And I, I'm just... I'd, P is a great guy. It seems like players like him. But I'm worried that he's not going – he's not able to adjust to this style of football that needs to be played right now with an elite, elite quarterback. So, I want – what are your – guys? do you think – what are your guys' thoughts on that?
2: I don't – Um. I don't have, like, a lot of first-hand experience with Pete Carroll, but I hear you guys talk a lot about it. And it sounds like Seahawks fans in general, always. you know, they always – they give a lot of love to Pete, but there's also a lot of frustration with kind of this same going to the playoffs and losing right away. And so, I, I almost feel like, yeah, it might be like a – Like the cold hard truth that Seahawks fans might just have to come to. Like, you know, maybe it's time for Pete to go, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, then we talked about like the whole Jaguars thing, like that stat. The Jaguars have won more playoff games than the Seahawks in the last whatever years. And I mean, it's like, yeah, you might make for the playoffs every year, but if you don't do anything with it, it doesn't really mean much, you know? Yeah. So.
3: Yeah, I mean, John Snyder just got an extension to 2027. And John Snyder and Pete Carroll are like best buddies and have been doing it forever and trust each other and really, you know, work hand in hand. So, you know, I would assume that that means that, you know, Pete's going to be there as long as he wants to be uh, with that duo. Um, And he's just, he's a player's coach and you love to see that. Um, But you have to be able to make adjustments. And the last four years, we haven't been able to really do that when we need to. And it just isn't apparent on the field that we can take that next step, even though all signs point to it. And, yeah, I mean, the first half of the year, offense is great. Defense was awful. And then second half of the year, uh, flip-flopped. Defense was balling out. The offense couldn't get anything done. And it was just the last five weeks, it was the same thing every week. Uh, and there's just no adjustments that were, you know, apparent. Yeah. Like, how do you not let Russ cook? Like, how do you not let him do what he was doing the first nine games? It just felt like they took the ball out of his hands at times when DK had to go against Jalen Ramsey or another elite corner. We didn't really have another option towards the end. I mean, Tyler Lockett had two And we also games, just didn't but,
1: target DK, yeah. it seemed like. Like, I don't – there was a a catch that he made on Ramsey with Ramsey draped on yeah. his back, and it's like – DK can make those catches. Right.
3: Give him a chance. Yeah. And I think part of that, you obviously can point to Russ.
1: I think, I, I, I don't think Russ is off the hook. Oh all. no.
3: Oh no. Yeah. I mean, you look at his first half stats and he threw like eight picks and eight games or nine games. And then the second half, he threw like four, but I mean the yards and the attempts are it just went way down. Like yeah. after he was throwing all those picks, he just dialed it down and decided, all right, I'm not going to take the chance. We're just going to trust the defense. And, At a certain point, you have to be like, Russ, we have to throw the ball down the field. Not when there's two minutes left in the game, which they do this every single year. They go down big in the playoffs and then they try to climb back and they can't do it because there's not enough time left.
1: And it seems like that's just the... It's like a cycle of the Seahawks. I mean, we're not... Ever since we lost that Super Bowl, it seems like we're good enough to be a team that's like talked about, but we're not good enough to make a deep run. Whether it's our offense not either using Russ enough or Russ not being good enough when he's getting the chances to be used. Or, I mean, that's what it seems like. It seems like it's the offense. This year, the defense was on a little bit more question. And last year, I guess, too, with with our corners, and that's how Green Bay beat us. Yeah, But it just seems like we're in a cycle with the Seahawks, and it's a really crappy place to be in as a fan. We're lucky as Seahawks fans that we won those Super Bowls because if we didn't, or we won that Super Bowl and went to those Super Bowls, because if we didn't, this is like hell. This is hell for fans to continue to make the playoffs with having a quarterback and expectations to win a Super Bowl every year and continuously falling short because it's infuriating. And everyone, you know, you look at these teams that are lesser, like the Bears who finally you know, make the playoffs and with low expectations. Or I don't know, these fans that get to enjoy making right. the playoffs. We don't enjoy making the playoffs because our expectations is yeah. to win a Super Bowl. So that's, it's just tough. It's tough. And, you know, I was telling Brandon this morning, I was like, I'd almost... I mean, a Niners fan, at least when you are losing, you're just... You, you're like, all right, it's a lost season. Like, we just right. get to throw it out. And draft pick time. Yeah. And the Seahawks don't even get to do that because we, we trade away our draft picks. We don't draft well, and we don't have a high pick. So it's, it's, just, it's just a tough cycle that it feels like we're headed towards, again, you know, having to pay Jamal Adams and... You know, other key pieces, Griffin, and then eventually DK. And it's like, we don't really have future in the draft picks. We haven't been drafting well. So it just feels like we're in this cycle of, like, I can see us next year. Like, Russ having a good year at the beginning, getting MVP votes, slowing down, not getting an MVP vote, and then getting out near the wildcard division round. And that just really scares me that we're on this, like, path as Seahawks fans. Yeah.
0: What is your guys' take on – I mean – just to this last game I mean obviously A lot of quarterbacks are going to throw Towards Ramsey That's just the way it goes The guys a stud are you D- going to throw Yeah are yeah. going to throw Towards Ramsey's way And like I don't know it, Going into the season Lock it lock it lock it Lock it, this lock it this Lock it's all over the place And then it's like The last half of the year It's just you haven't heard lock it. And then now in the playoff game Like you, they take away DK And he just doesn't Throw to Lockett. Like I just I don't yeah. know like yeah, DK, It's like they have Great chemistry But like what like, What what is your guys take on why They're not throwing The ball to Lockett a lot When DK is on a Premier quarterback, or quarterback. It, it
1: really seems to me like we also run a lot of Route combinations where there's only DK and uh, Lockett going out for passes mm-hmm. Like they show that kind yeah. of Camera angle from behind where when Russ gets Sacked and it's like why are we only sending Two guys out on long passes Ouch. So I, I wish we would get Our you know Third and fourth receiver involved a little bit more It seems like in those big games we don't go to David Moore no. or Freddie Swain at all And we have three tight ends too And we don't seem to use those guys and we don't seem to use the running backs too much out of the backfield. Like all these other Never. teams can like kill defenses by throwing balls to running backs out of the backfield. And it just seems like we are literally only relying on two receivers and it's so easy to cover two receivers going out for pass plays.
3: There feels like there's no variety. No. There's no like, all right, let's start getting the running backs involved out of the backfield or anything like that. It's just kind of the same mold. All right, let's try to run it on first down. Oh, we got two yards. All right. Let's try running it again. All right, now it's third and eight. All right, we're going to do a uh, curl to DK. All right, that's what we're going to do. Incomplete. All right, punt. Same drive. Same yeah. thing over and over again.
0: Well, that was my next point is like, I, I don't know, past years, I mean, even last year going against the Niners, I mean, Hollister tore us up like right. a lot. Like, why is he not going to like – like he, he used to love tight ends. Like I just remember like tight ends were a premier. Like Disley was popping up before he got injured that uh, last year. Like, why, like, you got just, that, that's what you think of those two, two wide receiver route combos.
1: Yeah. And it, I don't know. It just seems like, I really think, I mean, something had to have happened in that second half of the season because Russ just seemed lost the in- yeah. entire yeah. time. And I don't know. Like, I don't know. That just, it did, it, it literally, I have no, I had so many people text me, like, after this game and, like, friends and family members, like, at, like saying, like, what, what just happened? Like, what am I, what did I just watch? And I, I usually I feel like I'm a good person. I I take pride in people coming to me and asking like my thoughts on stuff, and I was just like I have nothing. Like, yeah, it's yeah, inex- yeah, I do not know how to explain what is happening to Russell Wilson because it just doesn't make any sense. And the to
3: fact me. that there's no change or nothing like oh we need to do this better. Instead so they're like oh we're gonna run the ball more. Yeah, really? Right. Like, every team says that. Every right. team. You can ask anybody. They're like oh I think we should. Run the ball more and control the clock. Like, that's just the most cop-out thing to say. And for them to not even, like, own up to some of the mistakes that happened in the second half is infuriating because it doesn't give us any hope that things are going to change.
1: I feel like we could use Russ a little bit more, like, get him out of the pocket more. and to Like, it seems like we just do this, like, drop back and then, like, let the offensive line just eventually crumble because Russ doesn't have anywhere to throw I mean,
0: Yeah, between Donald and Leonard Floyd, I mean he was under under pressure every single Yeah, day, so. yeah I feel like we say that
1: like
3: every everywhere. Yeah, it's the same I thing. Like
0: going back, I feel like I've said that
3: since like twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, hey, maybe run more everywhere. like
1: running back screens or like yeah. quick passes and it just seems like this offense has no clue what to do. Which is just weird. Alright, that's all I have on the Seahawks. We'll go to the other games. Um Let's start Indian Buffalo. This game was so much better than I was mm-hmm. expecting. It was a great way to kick off Wild Card Weekend um, and the playoffs, just in general. Like it was awesome. Um, you know, Ind- Indianapolis played played very very well. Their tight ends dominated that game. Yeah. Um, you know, they were. I, I wrote down a lot of notes right after the game. They were really good on third downs. Indianapolis. It seemed like those mm-hmm. tight ends were helping.
0: Doyle had a game and a half. So did Cox, but.
1: I don't know why they hadn't been using those two more.
0: Mo Alley-Cox is a weapon. I yeah. Mean, they, you yeah. could literally throw it 10 feet in the air, and the guy just reaches up and over everybody. Hey, like That, that dude is a weapon. They need to use him more next year.
1: Um, I felt like Buffalo started this game way too conservative. Mm-hmm. It yeah. seemed like they were trying to ease Josh Allen into this game where they had been red hot at the end of the regular yeah. season.
0: For the first quarter, I remember saying, I'm like, just let Josh Allen do his thing. I mean, it, it did. It was like they were trying to run the ball a little bit, control the clock, and I was like, this isn't Buffalo that we know.
1: Yeah, and then the last, it was the last two minutes of the first half that changed the game. Um, I'm trying to remember the sequence. I think it was Indianapolis went for it on fourth down inside like the ten instead of kicking a field goal mm-hmm. to try to try to go up seventeen seven, and when it was ten seven, and then they ended up not getting it. And I think Buffalo went down and scored a touchdown. Right, mm-hmm. took the lead going yeah. into half fourteen yeah. ten. And then scored. Did they score right away to start the? So, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, to start the second half, and so
0: Blankenship misses a field goal. It was a, it was, a, that was yeah, the four drives in a row was like all Buffalo.
1: Yeah, exactly, and then and Indianapolis was really bad in the red zone oh, yeah. all game, and that really hurt their chances. And then, so so overall, you know, Indy's played competitive. Buffalo was is clearly the better team. Indianapolis did play, I think, com- more competitive than we all thought. The fumble at the end of the game. Or the 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 fumble that was not called. I am so confused how that was not a fumble, and that almost cost Buffalo the game. Yeah.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm just I don't know what to do with replay anymore. Like, there's been so many that DK was it DK? No, what? Some it was again. It was a Seahawks game. Maybe man, I'm I'm really blanking on it now. I think it was maybe a Rams player the first time we played the Rams in like week 16 or the last the, the time we played them in the regular season when they like. Fumble, like he went to the ground. No one touched him, and then he got up and fumbled. And he then they were it. like, "Oh, he, he left it. oh, he G- left, gave, yeah. himself oh, out. gave himself, oh out. Yeah. oh yeah." <laughs> so these, yeah, these, like, and I, I guess they said he, it wasn't a fumble because the there was it was not called a fumble on the field, and he might have touched him or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we can't say it definitively because yeah. he may have had his hand on mm-hmm. him or not, and that just it almost cost Buffalo the game. It it really did. Um. So, yeah, that's all. I, you got,
0: uh, I mean, good for Philip. I mean, I thought Philip played very well. I mean, he did what he had to do. The defense played great, too. I mean, giving up that 27 to Buffalo is not bad at all. Um, I, I did. I, I mean, that, that was probably one of the best games of the weekend. But I, I thought Philip played good. But I, I don't know what Phillip's future is from here.
1: Yeah, is that his last game? Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't think he goes back to Indy. Indy but I don't think he goes anywhere else. So, I don't think he wants to retire. But I don't know who signed them? I mean. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the thing. He is a free agent.
1: Yeah. I don't see Indianapolis bringing him back there's no like we i think we even talked about this when previewing this game indianapolis has such a clear ceiling and it's not the super bowl and they have a team that like a defense and a running back now and some weapons that are super bowl caliber yeah but they don't Mm -hmm. have the quarterback
2: yeah rivers has been their limiting factor all season and i mean yeah for the fact that they only lost by three to the bills is pretty impressive but and i like the bills i think bills could have played better but at the same time like they had how many red zone visits did the Colts have where they just couldn't twice do anything? They, they missed a field goal and then they tried the fourth down. and They missed it. I think they it, was, uh, it, it I had another one too. Yeah, at least multiple times on the board. So. So. Yeah, and so I, and I don't know if that's all necessarily like Rivers' fault, but I just, um, yeah. If the if the Colts could figure something out on the red zone, they could have won this game.
0: But I think you're right with the ceiling thing. I mean, even if somehow they
1: beat Buffalo, I mean, I think they get destroyed by the Chiefs next week. So. Mm, yeah, that's the only thing I'm worried about is that the Colts look around the league and are like, "We can't do. Like, how much better can we do than Philip Rivers?" And then they end up just sticking with Phil Rivers, and yeah. it's the same result. Yeah. So I hope they go out and take a chance on someone because they have a good opportunity to, to make some noise in a competitive AFC. They, they've mm-hmm. got they've got a really good defense. That that defense is. Very talented. And Jonathan Taylor looks like he's the real deal, yeah, too. He's so.
0: And Naheem Hines can Yeah,
1: yeah do they some They have good combo. Yeah. They do have a good
0: combo. Wilkins isn't that bad either.
1: And uh, Pittman is a good rookie. receiver. Good. Yeah, he's they really need rookie.
3: another one, though, because T.Y. has fallen, fallen off, off. off yeah. time. Well, maybe it's just...
1: I I think T.Y. also has to do with... just I don't think he and Philip mesh. Yeah. yeah. I think Phillip, I Phillip's that. all over the middle. And that's yeah. why
0: Pittman... Pittman's just running the crossing route and kept his own goes. That is true. Ty's.
1: T.Y. is... A really a deep threat and phil mm-hmm. just doesn't have that yeah so uh we did the seahawks game football team and buccaneers i don't have a ton on that uh props to taylor heineke for i i everyone probably saw this like the post that the nfl had he was taking college classes and he had to tell his professors that he couldn't take his finals because the football team called him and was like we need you to to fill in so he was like all right, I'm going. <laughs> but, um, you know, props to him. He played played his butt off, you know. I,
0: mean, I don't think he earned himself a job anywhere, but he did have a good game.
1: He might have earned himself a backup job, a couple million dollars. I think he'll get a shot. Like, with, with the yeah. football team? Maybe not necessarily with the football team, but I think somewhere there's going to be a team that will yeah. give him a couple million just to be a backup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or third string. I, I can just see him hanging around.
3: Yeah, I could see him in, like, a Kirk uh, cousin situation where he's not the dude that you expect to take over back in the day and then just kind of wins out a job against somebody they drafted.
1: Yeah, maybe. I think the football team has something to build on, though. Uh, it's clear that they're, again, a, a team that has a good young running back in Gibson, good young receiver in McLaurin, really good young defense, defensive line. I was not really impressed with their secondary I thought that they rushed four almost every single play and they were still not able to cover you know and granted those Buccaneers receivers are very very good but that's the the recipe to beat them is to rush four and it just seemed like their secondary couldn't cover even with dropping seven in the coverage
0: yeah, it's like Brady had the time he picked them apart what's, what's gonna happen
1: yeah for sure so that's did you guys have anything else on that game it wasn't Okay. I
0: know, Tampa Bay's offensive line impressed me. I mean, I, yep. I, I, that was the one worry going in, is all those young first-round draft picks on the D-line, and, and they, they held it pretty good.
1: Baltimore, Tennessee, this was the game of the week going into it, and it ended up being – it lived up to expectations. Um, I, The most confusing part to me in this game is why Tennessee punted on their own 40 yeah. with 10 minutes left in the game, down four. Ball on your own. On on sorry not their own forty. Baltimore's forty. Yeah. And Tennessee really. punts the ball when they had it. They had it was second and two. And Three I. And two? No, well, it was started. It was second and two, and oh, they couldn't yeah. get two yards on two plays, and then <laughs> on Henry. fourth yeah, and
2: with two. A freight train.
1: <laughs> yeah, and on fourth and two, they don't. That that was so head scratching me to give the ball back to the Ravens, who are going to. That's what they do is run the ball and melt clock. 10 minutes left to go in the game, you're down four. You don't have opportunities like that mm-hmm. for the rest of the game. So that was a really head-scratching moment to me. And then I the punt was like a horrible punt, and I think they got the ball at like the 15, Yeah, like two and plays they later, and they're at the 40. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, you know, props to Baltimore and their defensive line. I think the de- defense yep. and the defensive line and the scheme—scheme—is the what it was. Yeah, I mean, just I, what
0: eight or nine in the box every play. Yeah, and, that, and Tennessee's offense. What are you doing? I mean, every single time you threw it to AJ Brown, it's 15, 20 yards. Like, and they just kept trying to pound the rock. And I, I, like we said, we talked about this before. This is the redemption game for Baltimore, and I think they stepped up to the plate.
1: It really hurt Corey Davis being Corey Davis being injured. Really hurt the Titans. Um, but yeah, they like. Tannehill has to make some bigger throws down the stretch. Um, I think we give him maybe a little bit too much credit because of how much that run game opens up things for him. Mm-hmm. Because you – like like you said, Brandon, they're putting eight guys in the box. You need to be – you need to make those throws more often. You need to put more points on the board when you're running games. When they're just like, we're going to take away your run game. And that's easier said than done with Derrick Henry, as we were just saying. But they did, and they did an effective job, and then the Titans just couldn't adjust. Um but I think Corey Davis being out really did hurt them because they're the other guys that they were targeting just weren't mm. that good.
0: Uh, yeah. Who was their third string guy? The guy I, the no guy, I couldn't even remember the guy's Westbrook name. Or yeah, something. exactly. Yeah. You couldn't remember the dude's name. You never heard of him before.
1: I'm still not convinced Lamar is a good passer, quarterback <laughs> passer, you know. Yeah, he did win this game. Not by his arm, though.
2: He had, like, one deep ball, and
0: it was an interception.
1: Yeah, that was a horrible throw.
0: Yeah. The one good throw he had was, I don't know if you remember, but he was scrambling right, about to run out of bounds, almost did and then threw a laser down the right side to Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. But besides mm-hmm. that, I mean, yeah, they just—they ground and pounded this game out.
1: Although that, that run, the touchdown run, it was, was, like, insane. what, 55 yards? Yeah. Might be, like, this might be an over-exaggeration, but – in terms of, like, the significance behind the run Mm -hmm. might have been, like, one of the greatest runs by a quarterback in NFL history. I'm serious. Like, he... he, That won the playoff game for him. Mm -hmm. And for him, this narrative about not being a quarterback that can win a playoff game, that won him the playoff game. And that was one of the most... Not... I mean historical factor decided it was one of the most impressive runs. I mean, he made like six guys miss on his own. Yeah.
0: And I think that's him learning. I mean, I think in the past, the past playoff games that he would have tried to force it somewhere. Definitely. And right. made a bad throw or gets tipped up and intercepted. Like he he he's learning that I mean, he's got to fall back on what he's good at and it's that's running the ball. He's not he's never going to be a premier passer and he just he's, he's adjusting, but we're going to see. They got a big they got a tough match this weekend, so.
1: But it's not a bad strategy to just like send guys deep and then let the defense go back and have mm-hmm. Lamar just yeah, run not a bad day at all no so I'm, I'm hoping that they kind of mix in that a little bit more too like he can't really throw the ball downfield super well but that doesn't matter when it opens up the run game for him like it's that's kind of a Madden way to do it just four <laughs> verticals and then just scramble when everyone gets down <laughs> the field it worked on that play so Lamar's good enough to win those games on on Definitely. his legs. This is going to be a great game, though. Baltimore and Buffalo is probably the game of the weekend. Um, but we're not previewing games on this podcast. That is for a live show. Yeah. Um, what's the next game? New Orleans, Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> this was, they, they were <laughs> in it, man. They were in it. they were in it. This was the perfect game to be on Nickelodeon. <laughs> I'm really glad that this was the Nickelodeon game. If you didn't watch the Nickelodeon game... On Nickelodeon, you missed out because you at least we watched it, I think, for a half, yeah. and that was perfect. You just it was fun to experience, it was different. Yes, was different. <laughs> you just like I can now say that I watched the game on Nickelodeon, so that's just what I wanted to do.
2: I just hope it never happens again. Yeah, I don't need <laughs> to see it again,
1: but I'm glad yeah. I was there. Yeah. It's like uh, I, don't, I don't have a good column Coward <laughs> analogy for you guys, yeah. but yeah, I'm glad that this was the game that was on Nick, though. There would be no other game that I'd rather see on Nick. So yeah. it made watching the Bears interesting. <laughs> there was more colors. There was <laughs> things flying around. It's It was not... There was impersonations. Yeah. With, uh, I, was the were I was getting taught about football. I was getting
0: taught about football from a yeah. little kid. That was fun. Yeah.
1: With the game, like, the Mims drop changed that game. If he catches that then this, that's a, this is a much more interesting game. Because the final score doesn't say it was close, and the game wasn't really close, but the score was close for a while. Like, it didn't feel close, but the Bears' defense was good enough to hang in there. And um, that drop just killed everything. Yeah, it was a
3: 40-yard pass, wasn't it? It was a, yeah, it was a right trick the, play.
1: Yeah. It was drawn up well. Mitch threw a deep ball yeah. good. Um, I wonder if that's... And, and also, that's the Mims guy was, I don't know if you guys remember earlier in the season, he was the guy that punched the Saints' <laughs> DB. Yep. And he's just back on the team now. Like, yep. how is he still on their roster? Mm. That's the first question.
0: He's not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then the corner got another wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. Anthony yeah. Miller
1: got tossed. Yeah.
0: yeah, same corner. just He knows what he's doing, I guess. Yeah,
1: <laughs> for sure. Uh, do you guys think Mitch and Nagy are gone?
3: I don't think so, and I think Bears fans are not going to be excited to hear that. But I think they did enough that they're going to keep
0: him around. Mitch did what he had to do to get them to the playoffs. He 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 got he bought himself time. I, I hate to say it, but he did. I mean, their offense was number one for like the last four weeks. It's unreal. And but it, I mean, they go into the playoff game can't score anything. I mean, typical Bears.
3: I would, yeah, I would. Sorry, you, know, uh, but I would. uh Probably fire Nagy before I got rid of Trubitsky. I was thinking the same Just that. because I feel like I've seen enough from Trubitsky to say, man, if we can, you know, get him in the right system, do the right things, like he has the talent to get it done. But if we don't put him in the right system or do the right things, I mean how did you you mention it? How is Nick Foles playing the first like eight weeks? Yeah. We've talked about yeah. this before, but like
1: that was interesting to me. Yeah, the only I think we might have been too hard on Drew Brees. Um, the more that I think about it, you know, yeah, he hasn't looked great, and I think this is probably his last year. But if when you lose a guy for basically the whole season that had 143 catches the year before, mm-hmm. like I'm trying to think of uh, quarterbacks when they lose their top – like Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams is not the same guy. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray without DeAndre Hopkins is not the same guy. Frick, Russell's not even close to where Drew Brees is playing right now, and he still has Lockett and Metcalf. So I can't even imagine where he'd be if he lost DK. Um I'm just I just went through the like these this list and was like, if these quarterbacks lost their top receiver, they would not be nearly as good. And Brees loses Thomas, and we still give him crap for, you know, not throwing the ball down the field and stuff and not having not looking like the Drew Brees of old, but it's like I don't know. I, I don't. I still don't believe in this team in the playoffs because it seems like I pick. I feel like I pick them every year and they let me down. It's like how can the Saints team not make a run, and they just don't. But I don't know. I'm starting to think like maybe I was a little too hard on Drew Brees, um, and maybe he's just playing how he how he needs to to survive and you know lean on their defense, lean on Kamara and. Now you have Michael Thomas back and sprinkle into some Taysom Hill here and there. And they're winning football games, so it's, it's I, you can't... Matters. Yeah, exactly. But, I don't know, I just feel like felt like this whole year we've kind of been like making fun of Drew Brees and, like, oh, he doesn't throw the ball far down the field. and But, I don't know, I'm starting to think maybe I was a little too hard on him, right, I mean
0: They're one of the most... I mean, that's one of the most teams that we do talk down on and look for the number two seed in the NFC. So, you're right. I mean, he's... The dude does what he has to do. He knows how to win ball games, and that's just that's what you need. That's quarterback position, so.
1: I think this is his last year, though. I do I think he's. Yeah, I would be shocked because there's no way he's not playing through pain right now. So I can see him. He's probably gonna have to have more surgery at the end of this season, and he's got, you know, 95 percent of his ribs are broken. So <laughs> oh. I just don't see him coming back. And the Saints are gonna be a really interesting team to monitor if he doesn't mm, <laughs> just they, with
2: they seem fairly confident with Payson Hill and maybe even James Winston James. yeah James. I think yeah <laughs> Which just, it's just for a later it, date It seems, yeah. I, I think it was uh, when we were watching the game, when the announcers were talking, they were like, oh, yeah, Taysom Hill's really stepping into like, that Drew Brees role or whatever, or something like that. And I was like, I mean, Taysom Hill's not bad, but I don't know if he's going to come in and then just play like Drew Brees. No. Like, Taysom Hill's always going to be kind of that little gadget guy.
3: Yeah, I mean, if he's doing the same thing he does all year, he's not going to last very long before he takes a hit that's going right. to knock him out.
2: Are yep. you?
1: Last game of the weekend, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Whew. Suck it, Juju. <laughs> Suck it. And Claypool. And Claypool. And man. Pittsburgh. And, and Pittsburgh. And
2: Pittsburgh.
1: <sighs> High fives all around <laughs> for being a very anti-Pittsburgh podcast all year. We said they were frauds. And we were right. Guess what? We don't get to brag very often on this podcast because we're not great at making predictions. But when we do, we're going to brag about them. Suck it, Pittsburgh. Man, Juju, the comments that he made before the game, I loved how social media was posting that, his comments about the Browns being the same old Browns. I mean, how can he say that? A bunch of gray faces. They're the same Browns. Man, so happy that the Browns did that to them. And then Claypool, uh, just like a couple days ago, saying that, they're gonna get blown. What do you say? They're gonna get. They're gonna get clapped. They're gonna get clapped by Kansas City, Kansas city. Yeah. and maybe they will. But this was the Browns Super Bowl. Yeah, Browns yeah. not beaten Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh in like 17 years or something like that, and they play them every year. So 17 years is a long time, and just for the city of Cleveland to not only be in this playoff game, but to beat, to win a playoff game, and then to beat the Steelers, mm-hmm. awesome. They're probably going to lose to Kansas City. Yes. But they wouldn't even feel it. No. They're so high on that <laughs> And they, yeah. should they, even, they, they should even be. They wouldn't feel it, yeah. Cleveland should get... They're, they should not have to go to work this whole week. <laughs> they should. They day. should. Who cares about COVID? I'd get COVID if I was in Cleveland to just party for the week. <laughs> the about parade.
2: A, the parade. Yeah. The, I'd be like, we just want a playoff parade. game.
1: We want a playoff game. Um, no, good for them. I mean, that was a crazy game. Um, I was... If you told me that the, the it was a shootout, I would say Cleveland did not have a chance. Um, actually, no, I, if, if, they, if you told me Cleveland won, I would have just thought it was a closer game. I thought it was a low-scoring game like they that they just are, kind of yeah, battled out. It was
0: a little Cleveland game.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, it, it was a crazy game. Uh, we don't really have to recap everything because it was just, I don't know where, it would, where, where we would start. Mm. This is so much. Um,
0: it was 28 nothing. All you gotta know, yeah, yeah. It's really hard to climb back from that.
1: The problem I think for Cleveland is they had two of their best offensive linemen injured, get injured during the game. So that worries me a little bit for Kansas City going into their Kansas City game. Um, they need those. They, they need, need their healthy. offensive they line to be healthy. healthy. Yeah. yeah. So that's. I don't know what's the status. Have you guys heard on those two linemen if they're going to play or not, or like not how serious sure. those injuries I were? Heard much I, I haven't seen anything. I will th- say. You, yeah, you no. Go ahead. With the Browns,
3: I do think part of the concern is a lot of their points to the start the game came off turnovers and fluke. Like the first, like first offensive play was the snap over there for a touchdown. Like little things like that that the Chiefs are not going to give you, yeah. and they have to find a way when you're starting on your own 25 you go down the field score. And they didn't really have to do that a whole lot in this game, and they, you know, they put up 48, but. I would say half of those points were off turnovers or fluke plays that already put them in a good field position to go score. So that's kind of a concern.
1: No, for sure. And that's why it's like this is their like, – it's yeah. just not going to happen. That's that All that luck is not going to happen again. No. And they play a much better team, in my opinion at least. Yeah. So I, I just can't see them beating Kansas City. But, hey, good for Cleveland. Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't even think they care. I really don't.
0: For, for Pittsburgh, I mean, it, between Juju's comments and the way they came out of that game in the first quarter, it was very apparent that it was like, it's almost like they took the whole week as like, oh, it's the Browns. We're going to be fine. Yeah, and they're
1: like, oh, they're not practicing. They don't have their head coach. Like, we only lost them by two last week without four of our best players. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. Yeah, I mean,
0: obviously every team comes into a game wanting and knowing that they're going to win the game. But it was almost like like Pittsburgh like didn't think that Cleveland had a chance.
1: And I think Cleveland was like, "We're going to win this 100%. game." One hundred percent. It's who wanted it more, and obviously Cleveland did. So, do you think that's Ben's last game?
2: I think it should be, at least with the Steelers.
1: I don't see him going anywhere else. I think if yeah. the Steelers, if...
2: it's retire or,
1: or Steelers. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing as I mean. This is we're going to talk about this, you know, on our live shows later in the off season. It's kind of the same thing as Philip Rivers. I feel like they have a ceiling with Ben. You know, he, he played very well. Like, yeah, he made some dumb plays, but he, I mean, he threw it, like, almost 70 60, times. He yeah, stayed so healthy this year.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and he's got one more year in the contract. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. He's got a contract.
1: It just seems like that he's just limited, and that, that offense just seems very limited. Like, I don't know. It,
0: Any stationary quarterback going to limit your offense these days. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. the game has evolved, and it's just the way it goes. I and mean, we're seeing all these guys. We're all Oh, well, We're talking about him being done. Ben's done. Phil done. I mean, the only guy that's making a halfway work is Brady, which who else would it be, right? But right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that stationary quarterback's done, and I mean, it, yeah, it's Steelers or retire. If I had to say it now, I, I, he probably comes back. Yeah, that one that's one. what uh, I think uh, too. Well, he, he plays <laughs> the one last year, gets the contract over with, and he's done. But that's a different chat yeah, between him and Philip. I think if Philip had a contract, to he'd today, but I just don't know who's gonna take Philip.
1: Yeah, that makes. I mean, that makes sense to me. I, yeah, it's. I just don't see that the Pittsburgh team making <laughs> it like. This is about as good of a situation as they were going to get, going 11-0 and and having a defense as good as they were. They're probably going to lose people this offseason, too. So yeah, probably it doesn't, it doesn't get better. No. Um, all right. That's all the games for this weekend. It was a very good wildcard weekend. Super wild card weekend. That was Super awesome. Super mega Ooh.
0: ultra. Six games. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then we got four this weekend. Again, we're doing those previews on our live show Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern on blogtalkradio.com. All right. Let's do some news and stuff before we get out of here <laughs> um all right we have to talk about We have to pull back the curtain a little bit into the, the personal life the uh yeah the, the house <laughs> that the game chat podcast resides in um we got a wee brandon brought back a wee from <laughs> uh brought back a wee to school and our um, lives have been changed ever since yeah our lives are forever changed actually yeah I feel
2: uh, our friendship's deteriorating. <laughs>
1: but also, it's straight. very, it's very yeah, competitive. Same time. We Weirdly
0: try to resort to team games. That way, at least two of us stay together. Right? <laughs> so. The problem okay. is we
1: change the team. Yeah. So,
0: um, Hate hey, um, it only lasts about an hour. Then we
2: regroup, we play again. This is just the way it goes. It's better that we play in the evenings. Shocker, can... Reid's Reed, calling oh, me right now. Wow, so it's almost I like it's Thursday. Try to let
1: him call? Okay, sorry. We had some technical difficulties. <laughs> our microphone <laughs> fell over. <laughs> um, okay, so where were we? Talking about the Wii? Yep. we in our and friendships. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we really only we only have three games. Three? Do we have four. Uh, we have four. Uh, we,
2: four. We can't play resort though because we don't have the extra little. There's a
1: little thing at the. You've got to be kidding me! We can't play resort because no. it's like no, a, yeah. the we need the motion sensor. Oh us. right, 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 right. Yeah. So we, we, have, have... we haven't
2: touched NHL yet with NHL 2K9. Yeah, NHL 2K9. Yeah. Pawn shop for three dollars. <laughs>
1: So, right. yeah, if you have any old Wii games that you are willing yeah, to hit us sell up. Hit us up. for not much money. <laughs> or any money. Or any money at all. We accept donations. Ah, hey, hey. Yes. Idea. We will give you a free shout-out on the Game Chat there podcast you if yeah. you give us. Not if we have to pay. If you give us Wii games. We or will shout you if out for they free. call
2: in, they can move their way up the line. Because there'll definitely be a line of people waiting to call in when we do our live shows.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally there's gonna be a line. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm to move the mic a little bit. Brace your ears. We're good. I wonder if they can yeah. hear that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so that's – yeah. Um, really, we, We've been time. doing our homework in between just okay. – yeah, mom and dad. We, we do our homework in between um, – like when we're not up to bat at baseball, we do our homework.
0: Well, we're two days in. I have all A's, so yeah, we're good. Same <laughs> yeah,
1: same here. Yeah, yep. I had a 4.0 last year. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not a joke. <laughs> it's true. Four passes and an A. There you go. So, <laughs> That'll do it. Um, yeah, but – we're looking in the market for Wii games. Um, you know, maybe a Rock Band Guitar Hero set would yeah. also be cool. Again, all
0: inclusive. Now we're asking like
1: Yeah, that <laughs> one smart. we might pay if you for. You still
0: have the whole set.
2: Props to you. You might as well keep that. To send no, to like no, a museum no. Or, something. or give it if to us. If you kept that a couple more years, you could sell that in that car. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> yeah, Mario Kart would be sick. Mario, yeah. yeah, Mario Kart's like our. I think our top of the list right oh, now. Oh yeah, that's number one.
1: Yeah, or like Madden 09. That was a good game. We could do like seasons on, on the Wii. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but so that's what we've been up to um, since we got back from Boise. Actually, just the past like twelve hours. But yeah, yeah, it's been a good, it's been a good time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So sports news: Andy Avalos is the new head coach of Boise State. We talked about the Boise State coaching search. And he was one of the candidates that we mentioned. He was kind of the guy along with Kellen Moore that we were hoping they would hire. Avalos was our old defensive coordinator. Then he went to Oregon for the past couple years. And now he's back. He's our head football coach. We hired an athletic director as well. Um, it's just really good to see like kind of positive vibes around mm-hmm. Boise, yeah. Boise State football uh, with the hiring. I talked to um, my buddy Brandon who was on the podcast. If you guys haven't listened to that interview back in probably september um he's a linebacker on Boise state and he was like yeah man we're all hyped you know avalos recruited me he was a guy that we were really bummed that he left we were like hap- happy for him when he left because of you know oregon and it was a better yeah, job yeah. but he's he was like this was one of the guys that we were we really he was he was like this was the guy that we wanted to come back because he's already been around the program so yeah it's just good vibes in, in in Boise right now. Yeah,
0: I'm happy about the signing too. Should
3: be fun. Yeah, I mean he's already a really good recruiter and then he goes to Oregon with Mario Cristobal as head coach and he's an incredible recruiter. And so you assume that he's gonna be even better coming back here and he just fits everything that we wanna be. Uh and so excited to
1: have him as our head coach. Sorry, I'm texting Reed back. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um Boise State is also a basketball school now. We are officially oh, yeah. Officially a basketball school, so when
0: are we officially going to be ranked? Get your crap together. Yeah, CAA. My goodness.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. What is, what is our record right now? Twelve and one. Eleven and one. Yeah. No, Eleven in a row. It's yeah. record. Yeah. Um. Oh. So that's been. I think we play Wyoming Wednesday night for the second time in a row. These these games because that's the way our conference. I'm not sure if every conference is doing it, but mm-hmm. our conference is doing back to back games against the same school. So you play the same school. You know, and I don't think back-to-back nights, but...
3: Like a day in between. Yeah,
1: so you play them like... We played Wyoming on Monday. We'll play them again on Wednesday. And then we don't play Wyoming for the rest of the season. I think that's smart to yeah. control. Um, you know, Contact tracing and everything. But it makes those, those second games have been... I mean, we've won all of them, obviously, because the one loss that we had was to Houston, who's a top 15 team in the country. But we beat Air Force by like 50... The first game, and we played them again and, like, almost lost them. Yeah,
3: these teams, that their second time, they're draining threes left and right. I mean, San Jose State, they had a guy who, who wasn't eligible. And then the second time we played him, he all of a sudden was eligible and put up, like, 24. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, they were just draining threes left and right. And so, I mean, for this team, you just have to find different ways to win. And they just keep doing it. Like, there's games that Max Rice just has a huge game. Or Ray J. Dennis at the beginning of the year had a couple huge scoring games when he's more of a passer and plays really good defense. But they just keep finding ways to win that are different every single game. So it's a lot of fun to watch.
1: What? Nothing? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I have about our basketball team. But it's been very fun to watch. That you're, you're right. Um, all right, some NFL stuff before we get to the national championship, and we'll get out of here. Sean Watson is rumored to be – i don't know if he's like asking for a trade i don't know how much this has really been like rumored rumored but deshaun watson to the miami dolphins and honestly like this trade sounds very good for miami at first glance you're like they get a top five arguably top five quarterback that's young in the nfl like generational talent deshaun watson and that is a great trade for miami because their quarterback situation is very unstable but i also think this Depending on what the trade details are, obviously, could not like it might not be bad for Houston either. I mean, uh, the, yeah, I think I think the the words came out of Deshaun's mouth
0: is what they're saying is that he'd be open to. So everybody freaks out, you know. Yeah, but true. I mean, this is definitely one of the best trade packages for the Texans they could get. I mean, you get a young top. What, what I mean, what pick was he?
1: What Who to two two? Yeah, oh, is son three Two is five, a five, a five, yeah. Like so that's okay. That's we're assuming that the trade is two, uh, two, uh, and probably picks. some picks. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean that's a pretty dang good return yeah. if you're if you're the Texans. So I yeah I agree with you, Jack, on that point. And then Miami, obviously, yeah, he gets a generational talent, and I mean he's a guy that could push this team over the edge to make the playoffs and make a run. So
1: there's just been a lot of conversation around like, a lot of people say Houston shouldn't trade Deshaun. And, you know, at first glance, that does sound pretty bad because it's Deshaun Watson. Like, how much better are you going to get? But Bill O'Brien really screwed that franchise (laughs) because they don't have a first-round pick this year when they'd be picking at number three. That's a huge deal, not having the number three overall pick. And guess who has it? The Miami Dolphins. So if you have the opportunity to get... I don't know. I don't know if Miami would give up Tua and that third pick.
3: Yeah, they. I think they have to if they want to sell. That's true. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. what I think. So, you know, if it's just Tua and that third pick, I don't see it being horrible for either side. Mm. I think you could spin it for each. Obviously, the time will tell who wins that trade or whatever. But I think you could spin it for both franchise being like, "Yeah, that's a good deal for us." I mean. Is my, like Miami, yeah, they could use Devonta Smith at wide receiver, possibly at three, or something else. Maybe trade back and, and get some more picks, but I also think they could really use Deshaun Watson. I think, I mean, this team should have been a playoff team, uh, and they are really good. They're young. Flores is a good coach, and they have some instability at quarterback, and Deshaun Watson would solve that problem that they didn't really, it doesn't really seem like they solved with Tua. And a lot of people are saying maybe they should draft the quarterback at three. Mm.
2: Um, I, I don't think they need to throw another quarterback. No, I them. don't yeah. either. But
1: if you don't believe in Tua, you might want to, I mean, the, well, that's what the Cardinals did, and now they have Kyler Murray. That's true. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, that's kind of a conversation for a different day. But it's just an interesting – it was an interesting uh, development. And I don't know. I pretty much just see Deshaun remaining on the Texans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems like the organization, like, just won't trade him. Kind of like in Madden when you try to trade everybody in the bar. Right. It's just, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't go up at all. But, yeah, I mean, I, that was an interesting piece of news that came out. Uh, Doug Peterson is also out as the Eagles head coach, so add that to the list of coaches fired and teams looking for a coach. That one kind of surprised me. I thought it seemed like all the reports that had come out was that they were going to give Peterson more time. Mm-hmm you know he made that switch to Jalen Hurts usually that buys you more time as a yeah. coach if you you know switch a quarterback and you're like oh well you got to give me time to you know develop him um but yeah i mean just a couple of years after they went to super bowl yeah i'm thinking somebody one of those
3: teams when we ranked all the possible options the teams that need a head coach one of those teams at the bottom the texans or somebody like that is going to miss out on bellamy mm-hmm. and probably can go get Doug Peterson oh, yeah. and I mean I think the only thing was that came down to him is that he lost the locker room after that mm-hmm. and even if it wasn't his decision if it was Howie Roseman the GM telling him to do that or whatever he lost his locker room he lost yeah. all of the
0: quarterbacks he had the trust of all of them I think that's what got him fired. Speaking of the quarterbacks, I mean, Carson, um, reports are that he wants to stay now. And it was a big thing the Doug what? Peterson. Yeah. I didn't hear that. Yep. No, that Carson wants to stay in Philadelphia now because he thinks he could probably win a job against Jalen Hurts with a new, or new head coach. That's
2: wow. what I would think. But <laughs> What I saw on Twitter was, uh, and I haven't looked too much more into it, but it said like, oh, Doug Peterson is meeting with the GM or whoever, and he's going to like explain to them their plan. And it wasn't long after that, they're like. Eagles fired Doug Peterson, so they're like, "All right, Doug, what do you got?" I too, yeah. He's like, "All right, here's mine." He's like, "I got a 12-step plan," and it's like, first step," they're like, "All right, we've heard enough." (laughs) I don't know what
1: he said to them, but it was like, "Oh, he plans to," like
2: he's gonna. It wasn't what they wanted to hear, yeah. Yeah, it was you know, show him his PowerPoint or whatever, and they're like, yeah "Right."
1: Uh, There's also a lot of rumors that Carson Wentz to the Colts Mm -hmm. is kind of a popular Mm -hmm. destination Mm -hmm. because their head coach of the Colts, Frank Wright, was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl. So, and apparently, like, Carson Wentz was, like, best friends with Frank Wright, and he's... I love when these reports come out that he's been really sad ever since uh, he left, and it's like, oh, crazy we don't hear about that until Carson sucks and gets benched, but, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know, that's just kind of a popular one, Colts might be in the market for a quarterback.
2: I think they'd be best for everyone, for...
1: Yeah, I just feel like Carson needs to get out of Philly, definitely. Yeah,
2: and I think Philly does a lot better with Jalen Hurts, and...
1: I think he might be, he might have been thinking that, too, and then doug peterson gone he's like oh yeah this will be a change of scenery but i just feel like you just need to yeah. leave and i i really think hurts probably beats him out like i mean i don't know carson is probably more talented Mentally, but though. exactly and you just For all the money you're paying if you yeah. can get rid of him and just start new right i yeah, i feel like i would yeah the national championship game monday night <laughs> it was yeah. funny like i was like making the doc for the show, and I was like, I had national championship recap. I like the number one, the first thing we talk about, and then after the game, it's like we don't need to talk mm-hmm. about that game.
0: I, mean, uh, I, think, I think what did we say right before the game, we said we're all going to Ohio State, but we're, we're probably dumb for doing it, and they proved to be right. So,
1: yeah, Alabama's just better at in every facet yeah. of the game. Mm-hmm. Fields. I don't know how much... I, I was thinking You know, during the game, I was like, man, his draft stock's probably going right back down, and then it's like, I think he's, he's playing pretty hurt. His, um, I, I definitely don't think he was 100%, and his running back goes out the first play of the game, and they're playing from behind the whole time. It's like, I don't know how much people can really expect from Fields, so I hope... I think his... I don't know where he's going to get picked, but I don't know if his draft stock just tanks like it did yeah, a couple so. months ago. But, yeah, Alabama was just better at everything. Devonta Smith might go down as the best college football receiver of all time. Like, seriously, I've never seen a guy that is able to get that wide open consistently every play. Yeah. We were just in awe. I mean, it was, it was, <laughs> it was so impressive. And then Tab Najee Harris as well. I mean, they, did, they were that impressive on offense without Jalen Waddell. And, yeah, he played, like, two plays in the national championship maybe, but... Like we've said before, Waddle is like the most electric player in the country, and they did all this without Jalen Waddle. It was, it was so, like just watching Alabama's offense. That's just what I wish the Seahawks would do with these like motions and like you know misdirections. And I mean, obviously, it probably doesn't work in the NFL, but just that's how you you saw Smith get open. And didn't you say you heard a quote from sarkeesian like we use motion to hide our best players? Right. And I thought that was such a good quote from offensive coordinator. Like. We use these misdirections and motions and shifts to, like, get our best players the football. And it's like, I wish more teams would do that. You watched it
0: three times. I mean, in in red zone, Devonta Smith is going right back and forth behind the line of scrimmage, and the poor corner can't keep up. And he just goes one way, and they throw it to him. And it's like, what are you supposed to do?
3: Yeah. One one thing. So, Jack, when uh, Pete Carroll left USC, (sighs) who took over for him? Actually, that's not true. All right, so here's what I'm thinking here. Seahawks, Pete Carroll, maybe two years from now, calls it calls it a career. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian's been balling out of Texas for two years. Great offense. We just plug him right in, and we are good to go. Russell will be like, I don't know, 45 years old by that point, and we'll get rolling. Dude,
1: but honestly, like, props – I mean, Sarkeesian is – yeah, it's, I mean, half of it, probably more than half, is Nick said been getting these recruits because these oh, yeah. athletes are just insane. But also, the scheme was very, like, watching that game, you're just like, not only are these guys just wide open, but they're designed to be wide open. Yeah. And so, and this goes, then then the, the downside of this, or maybe the negative part of me, just thinks of Mac Jones and. He's probably rising up draft boards, and some teams probably going to take him in the top. Like I could see him going top half of the first round. Um, not saying he will, but that's you could probably realistically see it with all the teams that need a quarterback. Yeah. And I just think he's going to be, you know, maybe he he is fine, but I can I just a first round pick on him I think is going to be a waste because again he's half of those th- throws, those touchdowns to Smith all four of us in this room could make like legitimately the one where he where most Smith motions from left or from left to right and then he cuts back to the left all all Mac Jones does is take the ball and just toss it six yards to his left and Smith runs in the end zone for a touchdown and then that goes on Mac Jones's you know, stats as a, as a touchdown.
2: Yeah, and there was that Najee touchdown where he, Mac Jones was about to get sacked and he just throws it straight in the air and <laughs> Najee's running. He has to, he bends backwards, barely grabs it with one hand and then, you know, I think he, he might juke a guy, jump up. Like, he does all this work and gets that touchdown and it goes down as Mac Jones touchdown.
0: It's a good, it's a good point, Eli, because it's true. Like, Because you can see it, like, like, some,
2: you know, some big, huge line that's coming at him and he just goes, ah! Just tosses it up in the air and Najee does a rest. The ball was way behind him. Yeah, like no, it, it was—it sure. was a horrible pass, but he made it. It was Najee Harris made that play the touchdown.
3: Yeah, it's funny because I mean Alabama has been doing this for a long time, and I mean this is one of the best offenses they've ever had, I'm sure, uh, just from what I've seen. But I mean, you go back and you look at the Alabama quarterbacks who have played with players like this. You have AJ McCarron goes to the NFL career backup, Blake Sims. I don't even think he got. He didn't get drafted. He might have got on a practice squad for a little bit. Hasn't done anything. Jake Coker, who won the uh, uh, national championship. Never heard it. of him. Yeah. <laughs> Cooper Bateman played one game. Never heard of him. Blake Barnett transferred after he played a few games. Jalen Hurts, we'll see. Played one year. Tua, not been very good so far. Matt Jones, we'll see. But, I mean, it's guys that are just throwing to wide open players. Some of the best players in football. And all you're telling them is, don't throw it back. Yeah. Just hand the ball off, be smart, don't throw it back, and we'll be fine.
1: Yeah, but it's it's just, I mean, this offense was the most impressive thing I've ever seen. And it was just like, every single week, they just did exactly what everyone knew they were going to do, and no one could stop it. So, I think we should have at least the debate. I'm not going to say, could Alabama beat the Jets? But, (laughs) I want to, like... Yes. (laughs) 2019 LSU, 2020 Alabama. The reason I say LSU is because I think last year's Alabama team was better. Like, they have this, it's the same team. And yeah, they get older this year, so probably get better. But they also have Tua, who, what's the word, like being bipartisan, like objectively, that's what I was going for. Tua objectively better than Mac Jones because you started over him the entire year for multiple years. And you have Jerry Judy, one of the best receivers last year in college football, and Henry Ruggs, one of the fastest receivers and a top 15 pick. So I don't know. That's.
0: Yeah. I also think that. My bad. I also think that guys like Ruggs and Judy might have shadowed. I mean, they they might have put Devonta Smith. In the uh, into the into the back you know and I just I don't know I I it's it's gonna be a tough debate to have because of the whole two of Mac Jones situation and everything but I think I'd probably go LSU as well but I I would lean to this Alabama team but the defense I don't know the, the defensive yeah teams I mean, and everything I don't know I, I, yeah I'd probably go LSU though if I had to pick one now
2: yeah I'd probably say LSU I mean just because of the quarterback I mean because Joe Burrows outstanding and he still has really good receivers and then Mac Jones is I mean, Mac Jones obviously isn't bad. Like someone could go in there and run that offense, but he just—he's not anywhere near Joe Burrow.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think if those two teams played, I think if they played ten times against each other, I think they'd go five and five. Like <laughs> yeah. they're just that even and that good, and every game I feel like would be like a
1: forty to forty type. I'd watch all. Time. It'd be so fun to yeah. watch. I was just gonna say they could play ten times. You know, ten Saturdays in a row, and I'd watch it every time because it'd be such good football. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's an interesting debate to have. I, it's a bummer we. I mean, that's the thing. Like we saw that game. Yeah, you're right. Maybe they did overshadow those receivers, and it's a, it's a different year. Yeah, but and that was a great game last yeah, year. So, um, yeah, that's all I got for this this show. You guys got anything else?
0: We'll see you guys Thursday, Colin.
1: Yes, please. Yeah, please call in. Rock the house on three. Rock the house. Oh, sorry. wait, are we doing it? No. I, I don't know. I screwed up. I was
2: was waiting for the countdown.
1: Yeah, Yeah. three. Rock the house. Rock the The house. house. Good job.
2: Probably three.